Here we go. The truth is simple. Diogenes. This is the simple truth, episode 12, entitled The Intolerable Acts of 2023. In 1774, the British passed four laws that they called the Coercive Acts. They were meant to punish the American colonies and force them to comply with the wishes of the British Crown. Always a popular theme with totalitarians. To the Americans, they were the intolerable acts. Vindictive, arbitrary, and oppressive laws that could not be tolerated by a free, self-governing people. Parallels to today abound. First, with the Boston Port Act, the British closed the Boston Harbor, a thriving American port, to punish America for dumping British tea after the British had taxed tea, and worse, had insisted Americans buy only British tea. The act prohibited exports or imports to or from any other foreign partners, and the port was to remain blockaded and closed until the king was satisfied the Americans were sufficiently obedient to the crown. Today, we have the federal government closing power plants and punishing oil, gas, and nuclear energy companies with excessive regulation and taxes, while insisting we use and pay for the more expensive and far less effective wind and solar. As a result, energy costs are rising, and black and brownouts have already started. Unproven COVID-19 vaccines were forced on people, with masks and lockdowns mandated without any science to justify them. Promising and safe alternative treatments were disallowed, and doctors were attacked for any disagreement with the regime narrative, despite plenty of evidence to the contrary. People were actually fired, arrested, or fined for noncompliance with mandates. Some have even been denied available life-saving treatment as some sick form of punishment for non-compliance. The next act usurped colonial self-rule. The Massachusetts Act canceled the colony charter that had been in place for nearly a century and disbanded the local elected Council of Massachusetts, replacing it with one appointed by the Crown. Citizen town meetings were limited to one per year, unless given prior approval from the military governor. The new governor also handpicked all judges and sheriffs, who in turn picked all juries. Today we have sketchy elections with obvious flaws that most Americans don't trust. In-person voting on one day with ID, once the standard, has devolved into a month-long mail-in fiasco with no chain of custody even possible. Counting can go on for weeks. Judges have refused to even look at evidence of fraud, and lawyers are being disbarred and prosecuted for daring to question elections. The political voice of the people has been corrupted. Even parents speaking at local school board meetings are put on domestic watch lists by our federal agencies. Advocacy groups for pro-life or good education are treated as terrorists. As for citizen meetings, today's social media platforms serve in that capacity, with the numerous instances of censoring voices online at the request and urging of federal agents, up to and including banning a sitting president, 
We have the same restricted meetings our founding fathers faced. With so-called terms of service violations being abused by social media outfits, permissions are now required for us to even speak to one another. In the popular current tradition of naming laws the opposite of their true nature, the Impartial Administration of Justice Act protected the colonial British officials from facing local jurisdiction in American courts and allowed Americans to be sent elsewhere, including England, for trial. The act eliminated the right to a fair trial by one's peers, removing an established judicial principle dating back to the Magna Carta. In case you missed that day in school, the Magna Carta was the first major Bill of Rights for English citizens enacted over 1,000 years ago. Today we have courts like those in the D.C. Circuit ruled by unconstitutional leftist judges, and juries populated by 98% Democrats get to try most federal cases. Needless to say, a fair trial in Washington is nearly impossible for conservative defendants. The DOJ and FBI are completely politicized, committing gross prosecutorial overreach and going after regime opponents only and protecting the regime party officials from any justice. Currently, they are prosecuting their primary political opponent in every possible venue and absurdly stretching and distorting every possible law to create crimes. It is show me the man, I'll show you the crime on steroids. Nothing impartial about that. The Quartering Act was raw, in-your-face oppression. The only one that applied to all the colonies, it required Americans to provide convenient housing for ever-increasing numbers of British soldiers at the colony's expense. Nothing says freedom like foreign stormtroopers marching around your town. While today we are not quartering soldiers in every town, the federal government has found a better way to control the population. Expanding the federal government to ten times its needed size and seizing every possible power over individual lives through regulations and licenses and taxes did a lot, but it wasn't enough. We now have armed agents from numerous agencies including, but not limited to, the FBI, DHS, ATF, and the Marshal Service. When I read a report that in a recent four-year period the federal government spent over $1 billion on ammunition, guns, and military equipment, I assumed this was for our military. No. These were weapons for supposedly civilian agencies. More civilian federal agents are authorized to carry firearms than there are soldiers in the entire U.S. Marine Corps. Maybe you're thinking that's just agencies like the FBI, ATF, DEA, and the Coast Guard. They track dangerous criminals, so they need to be armed. Guess again. There are over 100 domestic agencies with armed agents. DOJ, Fish and Wildlife Service, National Park Service, FDA, CDC, USDA, DOT, EPA, and the Department of Education, to name really only a few. Of course, we can't forget the 70,000 new IRS agents to be hired, some destined to be special agents. IRS special agents are issued Glock semi-automatic pistols, Remington pump-action shotguns, and AR-15-style Smith & Wesson semi-automatic rifles. 
This is nothing less than a hungry swarm of domestic police agents itching to harass citizens. If you think that is hyperbole, ask any of the many citizens who have been raided at dawn by armed men for what should have been a phone call or letter in request of a court appearance or a meeting. The first time it happens to you, you will understand the nature of oppression. Tyranny itself depends on an active punishing police state. What we have effectively done is create a domestic army of armed government agents who can invade our private spaces at will and at the very least intimidate citizens. The final act, the Quebec Act, became law soon after the four punishing coercive acts were enacted. It extended the Canadian-Quebec province southward into American territory in an attempt to stop the colonies from expanding westward. It also kept French civil law in place, which excluded trial by jury, all meant to intimidate the American colonists. Today the American country is well established. Limiting it from without is a much harder task. Instead, the plan appears to be to undermine and destabilize the country with a massive and uncontrolled soft invasion at the border. The sheer number coming into the U.S. defy any sensible immigration policy. Over 200,000 every month have been pouring in for the past two years. That is more men than the combined American, British, and Canadian troops who landed on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. And it's happening every month. Over 250 undocumented people every single hour, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, pouring into the U.S. Most speak little English and have no money or means to support themselves. Major large cities like New York City are already completely overwhelmed. The original intolerable acts were a major driver of the American Revolution that began our country. As is said, history has a way of repeating itself. There are certainly intolerable conditions plaguing our country today. What that means for the America of 2023 and beyond is yet to be determined. As history has proven, revolutions are often a slippery slope to something worse. I do hope we can restore our great republic through peaceful means. If not, all bets are off. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Stay connected to The Truth Window by subscribing to my podcast at thetruthwindow.substack.com. You'll get notified when the next episode is available. If you stick to the truth, no lies can stick to you. So long for now.